Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress. If people would just been willing to work through the conflict, they would have been better on the other side. But because people can't see them working through it and end up better, they'll just resist it. Again, placing blame. It's, it's somebody else's fault. They won't ever hear me. We ain't can't talk. We can't talk about that. They'll, they'll just try to. They'll just try to put it back on me. No, we all. We're all trying. We're all endeavoring to be better. And so allow God to do a work in us. All right. Listen to this. Uh, buckle your seatbelts. Your response or our response. I'll put it. I'll, meet, I'll include me as, as well. Our response is our responsibility. And this this is going this is going this is going to challenge some of your thinking. No one can make you mad. What? Somebody just made me mad this morning. No, listen to me. No one, zero, no one can make you mad. Dot, dot, dot. If you don't let them. Y'all hearing that? If you don't let them. It's my responsibility to respond appropriately. So a opportunity conflict is presented to me. It could, it, this has great potential to get me highly upset. <laughs> but you know what? I choose to respond a different way. Why do you think Jesus said, why do you think Paul said, Paul said this, Paul says, render, don't render evil for evil, but render good for evil, because as you do, you are, as you're heaping coals of fire, upon the head of those who've done evil to you. Sometimes people are influenced that don't know their influence, and they are, they, their whole motive is to get you hot. They just want to ruin your day. They, they, just, they don't even know why. I just want to get under them so much that they just go off. Sometimes it's just to see how much Christ is really in you. And some of us, we fail sometimes. We fail sometimes. I tell you, and you be like, it's like you get a reality check. Because almost like God allows you to come out of you and see you, and you're looking like. And he like, and you come back in yourself and be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Y'all ain't never had one of those before? Like you watching yourself like, what is wrong with you? Everybody shout, my response. My response. Come on, say it like it means to say, my response. My response. Is my responsibility. my responsibility. Come on, shout, no one. No one. I, mean, no one I mean no one can make me mad. Can make me mad. Amen. 
<laughs> they say, whoever calls on the name of the Lord <laughs> shall be saved, <laughs> shall be delivered. Listen to this. Listen to this. Let, a God, let God do a work. If you don't learn it, listen to this. If you don't learn it, you will keep going through it. If you don't learn it, you're going to keep going through it. And so if, peop if people push, push certain buttons in you, pop, 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 and you go off, and if you don't ever overcome that, you, they'll be able to keep push those buttons for the rest of your life. Because they'll learn the combination. They'll learn the combination, and they'll lock it in. And it depends upon what they're going through. Like, man, I'm, I'm going to turn that pop, 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 pop. Then they'll leave two off on purpose. Go out about another hour and come back and hit the other two. Pop, pop. <laughs> they'll mess with you, man. But if you understand that you now, you, 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 control, you control where this thing go. You do. You control whether it's going to go right or whether it's going to go left. So... If you don't learn it, you'll keep going through it. So really, the reality is this, folks. You may be the one that's prolonging it. Okay, all right, First Peter 1. Y'all need scripture. First Peter 1. You might be the one that's prolonging it. Why, why keep going through this with them? It may be you. Praise the Lord. First Peter 1, verse number 6. Reading to y'all the message translation. Anybody close? Okay. All right. First Peter 1 verse 6 says, I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. <laughs> Look at this. Pure gold in the fire comes out of it proved what? Pure. So we'll find out what you're made of when the fire died down. You're either going to be made pure or proven pure, or we're going to see some ashes. Because gold doesn't burn. So in, in the scripture says in every house, in every house, there's, there's, uh, there's some that's made of wood, uh, gold and silver, and there's some of wood, hay, and stubble. And when it goes through, those that are made of gold and silver are going to remain. The rest with wood, hay, and stubble, it's going to be burned up. Amen. Listen, that genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved what? Genuine. All right, great man of faith and power, what's up? Can you believe God in the good times and in conflict? When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your goal, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. Wow. Can I still trust God when my emotions are going through a five-alarm fire? When every emotion in me down to my toes is firing off, can I still trust God? That he can do a work in me through this. Faith is the confidence in God that causes you to act 
based upon what he said without any sense around evidence. Come on, Romans 8, 28. Come on, let's go there. Romans 8, 28. Praise the Lord. What's our point we're talking about? <laughs> Let God do, it. do a work in us. Come on. Don't, don't stay with me. Stay with me. Romans 8, 28. Amplified version says this. We are sure to know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a what? Plan. For good to, to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. How many people love God this morning? Amen. So then everything you find yourself in, God can work in that and cause it to be turned into good. Doesn't mean a thing may be good, but it means you can, get, you can be good coming out of it. Because everything we go, to, go through is not good. And it's a lie to say that it is. Because it's uncomfortable. It's painful sometimes. We go through some things. It's not good. I'm not celebrating. I'm not rejoicing in God that I'm going through this. But I'm celebrating and rejoicing that I'm going to be better as a result of it. And as I go through and as I work God's word and I work God's principles through this thing, I'm going to be better. That's what I rejoice in. I don't rejoice in the thing. You got it? So it continues to say, Romans 8, 20, uh, 8, uh, continues to say, verse 29 says, For those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware that and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning to be molded into the image of his son, to share and share inwardly his likeness, that he might become the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30, and those who are, those whom he thus foreordained, he also called, and those whom he called, he justified. Check this out, acquitted, made righteous, putting them in right standing with himself. Glory to God. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. What then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Boy, if you get that revelation, you can face any conflict with some boldness. If God be for me, who can be against me? Let's get, let's get to this, man. Because it may be designed to take you out, but it can't take you out. I said it can't take you out. Amen. So point number three is let God do a work in you. And sometimes that's the hardest place because it's hard to stay up on the operating table. And be awake. That's why they put you to sleep, man. Because they would have to strap me down. If they would have me up on the operating table and they pull the scalpel out, if, if, if this surgeon says scalpel and I'm awake, I'd be like, oh, the devil is alive. <laughs> Wake me up when it's done. Right? Point number four, point number four. This is a big one, point number four. Don't expect from man what should only come from God. Wow. Don't expect from man what should only come from God. I think it was mentioned in doing praise and worship when the uh, praise and worship folks said that there's impossibilities with man, but there's no impossibilities with God. And a lot of times we put man in positions to fail because we expect them to do some things that God only can do. You with me? 
Uh, when we first got when we first got married, my expectation was that that she meet my needs and she she bring me fulfillment. Because really, I got married for me. You know, she would get some benefit because she's with me, but I'm just saying I got married for me. <laughs> and most people get married for themselves. Hello. Those of you sitting by your spouses yelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, it's, it's really, marriage is a lot of times are a very selfish endeavor. And so, yeah, man, she, yeah, man well, when I wasn't, when she wasn't doing her job, and when she wasn't doing what she was supposed to do, boy, I was highly frustrated. <laughs> highly frustrated. I don't understand, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Where's the malfunction? <laughs> this should be easy, just do what I tell you to do. <laughs> Doesn't that sound simple? <laughs> if you just do what I tell you to do, man, we won't have any issues. <laughs> what, 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 am I, what am I talking about? Jane, with James, when I said, I, you know, we want our own what? Way. What came through a realization through growth and development that it's not, that it's not her responsibility to, to fulfill me. It's not her, that's not her responsibility. If I'm not fulfilled before I'm with her, then that's my fault. I'm just saying, that's my fault. Because she's, she's not designed to fulfill me. God is designed to fulfill me. So now if I don't get my fulfillment from God, I'm definitely not going to get it from her. And so therefore, I'm going to end up being frustrated. Amen. Like some, some ladies, we, talk, we haven't talked to, them, to any... In, in a while, some ladies, you know, they're coming with the wrong interpretation of what it means that the, the, the husband should be the head of the home. They think that, you know, he should be handle all the spiritual, uh, all the spiritual things and, and, and be the, you know, the priest and all that. In, in a way, he's a priest, but he doesn't exempt you from your own relationship. And they waiting on him. And they and they stay and they stagnant. What, what you going to do? Well, well, he the head of the home. Yeah, he the head of the home. But if he ain't doing what he's supposed to do, you still have a relationship with God. You don't move him out his out his place, but you still get your fulfillment from God. So you don't be so frustrated with the knucklehead. See, he's that knucklehead. Okay, with well, the one that's not doing his part. Okay. But we set people up. We set people up. You know, uh, we 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 want people to make us happy. No, you choose to be happy. You choose to be happy. I wake up every day and I choose whether I'm going to be happy, sad, or in between. I choose that. Don't care who I'm with. I choose that. This is going to be a good day. You might be with somebody that, that's, that's got two horns and a pitchfork, but you can still <laughs> decide this is going to be a good day. Y'all better hear me this morning. You got your lips poked out because somebody else got an attitude that you with. Let them have an attitude by themselves. Don't join the party. You know, you have people come in there all bubbly, and then there's somebody that's already there got a, got a sad attitude, and you and they, they bring their bubble bubble bubbliness down. No, keep that bubbliness. 
What's wrong with you? Go wash your face or something. Get out of here. Get yourself again. I ain't going to let you throw water on, on my joy. The Lord's been too good for me. To me. Be sad if you want to, but I ain't going to join you. Praise God. <laughs> Write this down in your notes, but we've got to go. Write this down in your notes. Psalm 33, verse number 20 says, we're dependent. Message translation says, we're dependent on God. He's everything we need. Who we're depending on? He's everything that we need. He's a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless. He's a brother to the brotherless, a sister to the sisterless. He's a wife to the wifeless. He's a husband to the husbandless. He'll stand in and bring, and bring some of those things that brings you fulfillment. Even though somebody you're with may not be providing. Are y'all with me? Praise God. All right. In, in our remaining moments, we just, I just need about, ooh, about 40 more minutes. Okay, let me, let, me, uh, let me give you some takeaway thoughts. Let me give you some takeaway thoughts. As we uh, wrap this first area up, conflict. We're not done with the series. We're just wrapping up this first area about conflict. Let me give you these takeaway thoughts. Number one, understand this when you're facing conflict. The problem is really not the problem. What? I said the problem is really not the problem. The, the, the thing that brings you to conflict normally isn't really the problem. <laughs> it's a cause or it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a um, what am I trying to say? It's, a, it's residue from the problem. But a lot of times it's not the problem. I always say this sometimes. I say this sometimes. We need to really major on the root issues and stop messing with the fruit. And see, really, we come to conflict about fruit because we're unwilling to deal with root. Can you understand that? So really the problem, you know, somebody, you know, says something a little off and then they fly off the handle. It wasn't what you said. That's not really the problem. It was something deeper that they never said anything about. But now when, they, you, said, you, when you said what you said, it just brought everything out that they ain't deal with before. Got it? Because we, we've, we've dealt, and we've, uh, in our moving thing, we, we've said some things, and we've, we've tried to minister to some people, and just, poof, just an explosion, poof, just come out like, what in the world, what in the world, did I say all that? No, it wasn't what I said, it wasn't what we said, it was what was going on. That was never dealt with, and now it just comes out all at once. And so just remember when you're facing conflict, what we're arguing about, what we're what we, what we in conflict about, is really, probably really not the problem. There's probably some deeper issues here that we, we haven't talked about yet, we haven't discussed yet, and so let's, let's try to get beyond this surface stuff and let's go deeper. Because when conflict break, breaks out, accusations fly. Everyone believes they know who or what the problem is, but the real source of the conflict is probably not what people say it is because they're dealing with surface things. And that's where we come in with uh, this word perception. Everybody say perception this morning. Perception is a powerful thing. Perception is a process of taking into our minds data that's available to us and then causes us to have a personal view about it. 
So all the time we're collecting data, and all of a sudden we use this data in our thinking, and we, co and we create a perception of it, and that perception turns into our reality. You know, like, for example, you know, for a couple of weeks straight, you'll, you'll come in, you may speak to somebody that don't speak back. And so that's data. You come in the following Sunday, you speak to the same person, they don't speak back. That's data. You come in the third Sunday, you speak, and they don't speak back. That's more data. So by the third Sunday, you didn't calculate all the data, and now you perceive that they don't like you. And don't realize that they may be a very introverted person. They may be here operating in fear because they're trying to get out of their shell because of some past damage in the past, and they don't speak to anyone. But because they ain't speak to you, now you think they don't like you, but they don't even know you. No different than you went to school and, and, and the teacher said something to you, you, you came home and told your mama, the teacher don't like me. Now why all of a sudden, out of all them students in the class, <laughs> that the teacher going to wake up one morning and say, I'm not going to like them. But no, it's what your perception is, what you collected data-wise, data and now you create a view about it, and now that's your reality. And so you operate out of your perception versus what's really real. Everybody with me? So that's why we want to talk about experiencing life for real. Experiencing life for real. It ain't about a perception because perception could be right or wrong. Let's deal with reality. Let's deal with the real meaning. Why, why is it really that we have this problem? Why is it, what's the real reason why you're so irritated today? It ain't because I'm in your space. Why are you so irritated? What's going on in you? I ain't nothing. I'm good. You lying. You don't want to remove the mask. Okay, second takeaway thought. Praise the Lord. Buckle your seatbelts. Hold on tight. Here's a, here's a thought. I am whoo, the source of most conflict I experience. <laughs> oh, Lord. I am the source of most conflict I experience. We are sometimes having conflict within ourselves, which is the fuel for our conflict with others. I mean, no, you end up in conflict with your coworkers because you come in, with a, in, uh, in a bad mood. You was running late. Your kids had to use the bathroom when you was walking out the door. Why didn't you use it when you just got up? <laughs> we got to go. Traffic, extra traffic, you weaving in and out, people going slow, people driving slow in the fast lane. They, they tell you, get out the slow traffic, keep right. <laughs> you roll in, somebody got your regular parking space, then you got to go two decks up. To get your parking space, now you're running, you forgot your report, you got to run back to the car, now you're sweating, you're all disoriented, ain't had your coffee, and you walk in, and somebody said, good morning. <laughs> Who says a good morning? Nobody <laughs> have no good morning around here but you. <laughs> now, is it their problem, or? Who I'm talking about somebody, boy. I ain't called no names, though. Check this out. You're the common denominator. I'm the common denominator of every conflict I'm in. No matter who you have in conflict with, you are always there. 
Isn't that amazing? No, it really, isn't that amazing? No matter who you're having conflict with, you're always there. You have a conflict with Jane, you're there. You have a conflict with Susie, your children, your boss, your friends. You're in every conflict. Common denominator. Okay, number three. Last one. <laughs> without conflict, listen to this. Without conflict, growth or change may not occur. Without conflict, growth or change may not occur. And let me say something. Let me say something. You can grow without conflict. But sometimes conflict challenges you to change sooner than what you intended on changing. Because if it's up to, left up to us, we'll prolong it as long as we can. Word of God says change. You say, okay, I'll take care of that three years from now. Because I'm going through a process. You know, we love that word process like we're more spiritual the more we talk about process. <laughs> but whom the son has set free is free indeed. That wasn't a process. That was immediate. Any man being Christ, he's a new creation. That wasn't a That was immediate. But we want to go through. Now, I understand processes, but some processes take way too long. Way too long. With all this knowledge and all this word and all this understanding you have, it shouldn't take you long to make change. You can change in a moment. As soon as you decide to, that's change. And now you have an opportunity to walk out the change. So we use process too much as a crutch. Can't you be patient with me like God's patient? Yes, I'm patient, but man, seven years? Seven years we've been around this prayer field? Seven? God made the, God recreated this whole earth in six days. You need seven years to change? Somebody's not working the process. Okay, let me let me leave with this. Y'all y'all had enough. Y'all don't reach your end. <laughs> I don't want to cause you to end in conflict. Listen to this. We have much to gain from the effective use of conflict. Listen to this. Conflict will be there. The question is, how will we choose to handle it? That's the question. Because it's coming. Some of you before the end of the day, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm not prophesying anything. But it's coming. It's coming. But the key is, now how do we choose to handle it? Look within myself. Talk to God. Let God do a work. And don't expect from man what I should be expecting only from God. Thank you.